This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. All right, you guys, today's episode, we are skipping the intro, getting right into it because first of all, I'm not alone right now. She's not. Creepy. Creepy. Different. Different. Um, Who are you? Hi. Hey, Alana. <laughs> What's up? It's been a while. Been It's been a long two years. Very long, <laughs> long two years. I, but at the same time, I feel like it's kind of been a blur. Like I'm looking back, I'm like, what even happened in the past two years yeah I couldn't tell you and what now led us to us sitting in the same room again (laughs) yeah it's like what happened but like clearly so much happened a lot happened okay so backing up um this is Jordan everybody give Jordan a round of applause from your headphones for being here today um Jordan and I dated well hold on I'm curious do you call consider me an ex I say that we dated yeah. I don't think I ever got to the point where I actually said the words like you are my girlfriend, but we were yeah. definitely dating and I feel like we were exclusive by the end. Yeah. I don't know if that's like a gimmick or what, but no, I agree. In my mind, you're like, like, I don't think of you as an ex-boyfriend, but you're like, oh, like he's an ex that wouldn't consider me an ex. Like Is you're, it, yeah. You know, like yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. But um, we were definitely dating. Yeah, we were, no, we were definitely, okay, yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got that on the record here. Yeah. We were dating. <laughs> For everyone listening at home, we went on about, um, probably maybe like six, seven or eight dates, like yeah. right before COVID yep. broke out. And then suddenly it was like, oh shit. Well, like, do you remember, like you were literally there the day that COVID got bad. I remember yeah. we were sitting together when we found out Tom Hanks got COVID. And I feel like that was the big, like, whoa no you literally took a shot of purell and we thought it was funny exactly i feel like that was also one of your first tiktoks and then and then a few weeks a few days or weeks later i was like oh shit we should have saved that purell there's a shortage now yeah exactly (laughs) like it was really really truly the start of covid and yeah so all of a sudden it was like that we had this like great thing seemingly going and then now we're like I'm living at home, like you're with your parents and your family. Um, and suddenly we're in this like long distance situation ship where we don't know if we're ever going to see each other. Again. Exactly. Really trying to make the whole like FaceTiming a lot work, yeah. which we did. We did. We did a great job. Honestly, you did a great job. You were like very good at planning the FaceTime dates. You were like coming up with these creative like Zoom date ideas while we were virtual. It was actually pretty impressive. I mean, I was working for a dating app at the time, that so I didn't true. have to come that up with that true. stuff anyway. Yeah, we were doing the FaceTime dates. Like, everything was, like, going great, I thought. I Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought. I thought. <laughs> so, kind of things changed um, around, like, June or July. Well, I think it was... Like after I visited you and your parents, which like, by the way, your family was amazing. And we had a great day, like, but I, something in my mind just shifted, I guess, Mm -hmm. but maybe seemingly not outwardly, if that makes sense. If you are anything like me and you are going on a date, you're probably like nervous, but also excited, but just like really want to have a good time. Don't want to screw anything up. And you get like the pre-date jitters. Um, for me, there were two things that I would do to help with those pre-date jitters. I would always call a friend for a little pump up speech. And I would also take a happy gummy from Mindset Wellness CBD before my date. It would 
help me stay in the right mood, being excited, being present, but it would also take away that layer of nerves that was going to stop me from being my best self on the date. I love the happy gummies. They are incredible. They taste great. They don't make you feel high or anything like that. They just make you feel like the best version of yourself. So try them today. Definitely recommend trying them before a date. MindsetWellnessCBD.com. Use code seeing other people at checkout. That will get you 20% off and free shipping. I will say, like, I felt like something was off yeah. that day. Yeah. But I didn't know what and I didn't know why. Yeah. But we still like we had plans like I was going to come stay with you and your family a few weeks later. Like we were planning that and stuff. And so like I was like, OK, maybe I'm just being in my head like I didn't see them in a while. Like, I mean, it's kind of like a lot to just like see each other for the first time in five months during a pandemic. And like and then like, boom, you're meeting the family. Yeah. 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 Um, Getting a tour of the hometown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like all the things. So. Yeah, I don't know. Something definitely like shifted after that. But like we kept talking for a few weeks after that and stuff and like kept our I think we had like Thursday night FaceTime dates. It going. was it was Thursday night. And you asked me I pulled up the text and guys, we will get into all of the texts. Oh, my God. Um, I pulled up the text and you said game tonight. And, and you said no idea what game but game sounds good as so we were playing a lot of like iMessage games and yeah, like yeah, online yeah. games and stuff. And I was like, always down for games. Like, yeah, I can probably start anytime after eight. And then you were like, oh, I was thinking sometime in the six time frame, but I get you have dinner and stuff. You were like, I'll FaceTime you later, even if it's not an official quote unquote date. And then um, you said, then we'll figure out our next date. And I was like, okay. And then you texted me at eight saying, can you FaceTime in a bit? And I said, yep. Yeah, I remember actually like talking to my parents before and I was like, I just like don't really want to do like a romantic date FaceTime. Like I was trying to come up with excuses. And again, it wasn't like you or like talking to you. It was more like the romantic thing, if that made sense. Mm -hmm. um, and they were like, well, if that's how you feel like you should really tell her now, that's how you feel and just be completely open and transparent about it. So I remember I FaceTime you and I was on a walk I was down the shore at the time, saying, living at my parents' shore house. I was on a walk around the neighborhood, and I was like, this isn't the FaceTime that you're probably expecting. And I remember you were like, oh, no. And, like, your face kind of just all of a sudden, like... Yeah. Um, and I was like, listen. And then it was, like, kind of the classic, almost breakup-y kind of FaceTime, where I was like, this has been really hard, and just not being able to see you in person, and then seeing you in person, I'm really confused. And I, I feel like I was just kind of bantering and trying to come up with excuses like in my head and then also kind of talking out loud how I was feeling um but I feel like then it just it kind of ended on like a weird note and then I feel like we had another FaceTime later that night am I making that up that I don't remember but yeah I remember it was like uh I just like don't like this doesn't feel right right now like yeah. i mean it was it was hard it was summer like yeah. also you were in a situation where like you were surrounded by like all of your friends were all exactly. there and like i had like no like i had like two friends at home and, and i remember you were being very reassuring you're like listen like if it's about your friends i don't want like me to be holding you back from hanging out with them yeah. which obviously it wasn't because like we were kind of virtual anyway right and you weren't holding me back whatsoever like you were very supportive and all of that but yeah it like just something was no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, in my mind, I was like very blindsided. I was very confused. Very like, wait, I don't understand what's happening. Like, why is this happening? Um, and cause I thought everything was great. Yeah. Like I really thought everything was going well. I also felt like a weird, like day we saw each other was like a little off and like that sucks. Cause it's like the first time we're seeing each other in like yeah. five months. But overall I was like, I was not expecting that whatsoever. Um, and so for me, that was super confusing. And I don't know if we, I don't know if maybe we talked later that night, maybe we didn't, but I remember that after that we, I actually did not reach out for like 10 days. Yeah. And I was really proud of myself. For that. Like that is something that, that is so not like how I behaved in previous breakups. And I feel like maybe, I feel like what was, I was like, I think maybe I just need some space and we can reconvene. Like maybe, maybe yeah. we threw some of that in, you know? Yeah. Classic. And I, but see, like any time in the past that I've heard that, I have not given the space. I'm right. like, I know you want space, and I'll give you the space. But right, right, right. Um, but you guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this. 
but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Seeing Other People. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Seeing Other People. That's Nutrafol.com promo code Seeing Other People. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right, I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed 
bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer owned, Vermont grown Sunset Lake CBD. No, it was, for me, it was really hard because I was trying so hard to figure out like, what did I do wrong? Like what, what could I have done differently? And it was like, truly, I think the first time in any situation or breakup or whatever that I was like, no, I actually didn't do anything wrong. Right. But that made it even more confusing for me because I was like, well, what happened? Like, maybe he just doesn't like me. But like, when did that change? Right. So that was kind of almost the last time we spoke until about a week and a half later, I texted you. And when I recently texted you, all of these texts were there. Ooh, and I Look remember at all this blue. I remember this day perfectly. This was one of my more stressful, like meeting packed days of work. And yeah. I had texting on my laptop and I was getting these texts as I was presenting in a meeting. Shut up. My screen wasn't being shared, but I was definitely presenting and talking. And then I'm getting like, I'm like, shit. Like, oh this is my God. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that part. actually. I, no, I didn't know that. We, yeah. we, we never spoke That's after true. this. That's true. Um, but no, I, oh my God. I, in these basically i was like i sent you a text saying like i miss you guys i know the situation sucks but it's temporary and we you guys meaning you and your dogs yep um, <laughs> obviously and we've already gotten through the worst of it we can slow things down or try and see each other more without the meeting the parents pressure or anything in between i really think we can figure this out and find a way for it to work for both of us i miss you and i don't want us to be over and you responded being like i agree the whole COVID situation is temporary and weird i'm appreciative of you being so honest with me and open as always i'm still not there and don't want you to wait around for me to be more emotionally ready or more invested i just can't commit to giving you 100 at the moment which is what you absolutely deserve Pretty good text, right? Great text. I was not having it. Uh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I get that, and I'm trying to understand, but it's really hard when it seemed like everything was going so great and making us both happy despite everything going on. I'm not at all asking for 100% right now because I know that's not even possible, but I really feel like we're giving up on something that's great and has so much potential because of the situation when we haven't even tried to find some solution or halfway point or scaled back version of it. Really fighting for, for us now. No, this is like a, like 10 paragraphs of me fighting for us. Um I don't need to read all of it, but um, it's basically, yeah, like me trying to fight for us and then me trying to fight for us some more and then me trying to fight for us some more. And then I give you a TLDR. That's too long. (laughs) Didn't read. Very kind of you, by the way. And before the TLDR, I go, I so did not mean for all this to come As out right now. As if I wasn't sorry, going like... to read every single one of those anyway. <laughs> I'm like, TLDR, I'm not asking for 100%. I don't want to lose you. I really miss talking to you. And then I continue. I'm like, tell me to shut up whenever. <laughs> I guess it's just hard for me to give up and like let you give up instead of trying to find a solution. Anyways, like I don't shut up. I go on. And you respond. Um, you had your read receipts on, by the way, which was scary. Um, you go, I'm glad you said something. I see how I've been confusing. I was enjoying the time we were spending together. I think I just realized I'd prefer not to be involved in anything right now and focus on myself. I think it would be unfair to you to agree to still talking and keeping this up. I'm sorry. I know that's not what you want to hear, but I want to be completely honest with you. And I didn't answer. And that is literally the last time we spoke. That is the last time we spoke until a few weeks ago. Until a few weeks ago. What happened a few weeks ago, Jordan? Oh, um, big life change for me <laughs> happened. Um, I came out of the closet, told the world I'm gay. Um, and then I think that you saw, obviously, and we'll get into this, I guess, but I decided that, you know, 29 years, I wasn't going to just like tell a few people here and there, I was going to make like a big announcement. So I posted mm-hmm. on social media and I think that you saw that post and then texted me and we FaceTimed and honestly, incredible FaceTime. I was like, <laughs> my parents were in the other room and they were like, who's that? And I was like, Alana. They were like, Alana from Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> oh they were God. so excited. And they were like, when is the last time you spoke to her? I was like, literally when we broke up. Literally two years ago, like to the day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. And then I was actually very fortunate and grateful that you reached out and here we are. Did you think you would have heard from me? I actually had a feeling that you would reach out. Really? Yeah. Oh. I did. Because I knew that we were like still following each other on social media. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling that somehow you would have heard. 
which that was confusing for me because the whole time like post like you ending things i'm like well he's still following me he's still following seeing other people like he clearly doesn't hate me like no, i would check of to course see, not i would check to see like which of your friends are following me or like have unfollowed me and like none of them had unfollowed me and i'm like i don't get it what happened we literally like never fought never <laughs> no, did there anything was nothing bad which which kind of like brings me to one of the points i wanted to make where i thought it was so funny when you were like you were like can i finally ask if this is about me <laughs> you guys he sent me a video of me like one of like the toxic ex videos I made. First of all, you were never toxic. Like none of those videos were about you. I know, but it's funny because all the videos, if you go back like in your video history, it's always like guys whose name begin with the letter J. I'm like, well, shit, my name begins with J and we dated. Am I the toxic guy? There are a lot of J's. There are. There are a lot of J's. And names. I'll be fair, a lot of J's are pretty douchey. So I get that. Totally. But no, you were never the toxic ex. I, I didn't think so. I've actually, I have talked about you, but in probably very different ways here, the things I've said about you, I always give this example. I go on a lot of other podcasts and this is one of the things I say where like people get upset, like, or get anxious if someone's like not texting them in early stages and like, look, like they might not know you want them to text you. And I always give the example of like, I literally said to you, like, I feel like you hate me between dates because I don't hear from you. And you're like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, do you want me to text you more? And I'm like, yeah and then yeah. you did yeah and it's like if like you have to like tell somebody what is on your mind and what's making you like that's what i say about you you know but yeah so i texted you like i saw your post literally like five minutes before i was supposed to film a proposal oh photograph a proposal and i was like oh my your God. mind must have been like <sighs> i was like holy shit <laughs> things are starting to fall into place now in my mind <laughs> well i was like oh my god like i guess this kind of makes sense makes more sense i don't know and i was like oh my god like do i say something do i not i obviously had to like text all my friends they were like holy shit i hope they were like you have to say something i don't even (laughs) i don't think i actually asked them if Mm -hmm. i should i kind of like wanted to decide that for myself you know yeah um but yeah i have a ton of questions obviously about you know your journey to getting here and to coming out and um i know one thing that we kind of talked about over text um, when I like was making this outline was like how you actually identify. Cause I kind of assumed like you came out, I was like, Oh, like he's like totally gay and into guys. But like, what do you actually identify as? And I'm sorry for like wrongfully assuming. Oh no, it's totally fine. I tell people I'm gay. Having said that I'm a very, very firm believer that sexuality is a spectrum. And it's kind of like, if we're going on a zero to a hundred scale, I would say I'm more in like the 80% gay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go up and be like, oh, I'm 80% gay, but I prefer guys. I think I'm going to end up with a guy. I feel more emotional connection with guys, but there still is a part of me. Like I'm walking down the street. I see a very attractive female and I'm like, oh, I feel something like, you know, <laughs> like there's something still yeah. there. But I know a ton of gay guys who are just like literally zero interest whatsoever. And I'm not like 100% on that side. Yeah. But I've also been told that, you know, it's only been like three weeks since I've come out. Mm-hmm. I've also been told that like as... And who knows, like everyone has their own journey and stuff. But as you continue down your gay path, you're just like, "Mm, only gay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like girls. Nah. Yeah, exactly. But it's funny. um, Like when the first few people I told when I was coming out, I would actually most the first day I told like a shit ton of people. Mm -hmm. And my thing would be, I like dudes. So I never said like, (laughs) I am gay. Uh I made it more open ended. Like I like dudes. And my parents, they were the first people I told. Um I said, I like dudes, but I'm still like figuring it out. But then as the day went on and I just started getting more comfortable, I was like, no, like I like dudes and I figured it out. Yeah. What was that process of figuring it out like? Like, I'm sure it was not simple and not linear and super confusing. Well, honestly, like it literally goes back to when I was growing up. Um, Like I have two brothers who I'm like best friends with both like super athletic we're always super into sports and then i was the middle child who not that i wasn't athletic i i was good at like running i could like you still did play. workout classes with me I'm, well, I, <laughs> I'm still very into working out but um but i was always the child who was like the more artistic one i could sing i could dance i was always a performer at overnight camp like my brothers would always been like best all around athlete and i would get like the sportsmanship award and i was always like the main part <laughs> in the plays um and it's funny like my mom always references this when i was like three years old i used to put on her dresses and twirl around and be like i'm twirling i'm twirling (laughs) and like come on like come on (laughs) um 
But yeah, I feel like I just, as I was growing up, I got very good at suppressing. And I also feel like just growing up in like the 2000s, early 2010s, I feel like homophobia was just pretty big. Not like it is now where Gen Z is just like so just open and hook up with whoever and stuff. But I feel like there was definitely homophobia and me wanting to be like this version of myself that I thought was cool and kind of just like shoving any thoughts I had like way down. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not to say that growing up, like a lot of my close friends, they would probably tell you like were suspicious. Like, again, there's not many gay guys or sorry, not many straight dudes who just know every word to Disney and like are obsessed with Broadway. And that was like one of the things I liked about Of course, of course. (laughs) And like always been super sensitive. And I know these are like gay stereotypes, but it's thinking about my straight friends like. Nah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And you do have a lot of girlfriends. Yeah, that too. So that was another big thing. Growing up, I always had so many really, really close girlfriends, a lot who I never like interacted with sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in college, this was a big thing. Like my fraternity and my pledge class, they'd always be like, you hang out with all these like beautiful girls. They all love you so much. Like, why don't you like take any of them on dates? Or like, right. why aren't you interested in them romantically? And I'd be like, no, like we're friend zone, blah, blah, blah. So that was another big thing um, growing up that I feel like a lot of people were, were starting to be like, hmm. And even myself. And it's funny, um, I remember senior year of high school, sometimes when like a lot of changes happening in my life, regardless, like I get very anxious and not that I wasn't super excited for high school to end and to go to college. I was going to Michigan. I was so fucking excited, but I started feeling very anxious. And so I remember one night I walked into my mom's bedroom and I was like, mom, I think I'm depressed. And she was like, I know. So like, let's go see a therapist. So I went to see a therapist and I remember one of the first things I talked about with this therapist was I'm having these weird thoughts bubble up in my mind that like, I know they're not true, but they keep bubbling up. And she was like, what are they? And I was like, that I'm gay, but I know I'm not gay. Like, I know I'm attracted to girls. Like, I've always been attracted to girls. I'm going to end up with a girl. I'm going to get a girl pregnant, like all. And she was like, "Okay." so we kind of broke it down and we kind of landed that there are some like psychological term that I can't think of right now that like thoughts that bubble up, even if they aren't true, will just keep bubbling up the more you try to push them down. And looking back, I'm like, I feel like that therapist maybe should have like poked and prodded a little bit more and maybe things would have turned out differently. And again, no regrets, but that was just kind of. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. 
I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people, listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Crazy. Now looking back, like those thoughts were valid and real. Yeah, totally. Do you, I know you said no regrets, but like, do you wish that you had kind of figured it out sooner or are you glad with like how your journey unfolded? I, that's like one of the first questions I get from a lot of people. I'm honestly very grateful that things played out exactly the way I think everything fell into place exactly how it should have fell into place. It's definitely been a confusing few years. Um, and like with COVID and dealing with this during COVID and like post-college going on dates and like, why aren't things clicking with these girls? And it's been confusing, but the way it happened, I'm very grateful that it happened exactly the way it did happen. Because I feel like I needed to wait for the moment where I was 100% sure, which wasn't until recently, honestly, where I was like confident in myself and confident that when I did come out, I would get the support that I needed. Mm -hmm. Not that I ever didn't think I would have that support, but I feel like the confidence part plays into the support part, like kind of intermingle. Um, But I really do think that everything fell into place exactly the way it should have fell into place, which I'm very, very grateful about because a lot of people also don't have that experience. And it happened on my own terms when I knew it needed to happen. So feeling I the past few weeks, I've just been like, I feel very blessed and supported and happy. And, you know, I'm happy for you. That's exactly what you deserve to feel like. So I saw your Instagram post like five minutes after when it went up and there were already like 30 comments of like all of your friends, like everyone just being so supportive. And I know that's a very like two dimensional way to look at it, but that's what I was able to see. And I was just like, even just from your pictures and the videos that you posted, I was like, I'm so happy for you that like you get to like be your true self and that everyone around you is embracing you for it. hundred percent. And again, I know a lot of people don't have what I have where just the most supportive family and friends, very understanding, if anything, like just very happy about it. I feel like a lot of my friend groups need some gay energy and I'm Mm -hmm. kind of supplying that now. Um, But I know a lot of people don't have that. So that's, I've just been kind of like very reflective and pensive the past two weeks, just about how lucky I am to actually have that. Yeah. So what finally led you to, you know, say to yourself, like, okay, I'm gay. You're like, okay, I like dudes. And then what got you to the point of being able to decide I'm going to tell the people in my life? Yeah. Um, so I, I'll go back to college just cause I feel like everything is kind of like a, like lead up to what, went down um like college I went to Michigan I was in Greek life it was very straight I literally don't think I knew like a single gay person who was actually out of the closet tons of people came out after um but no one during college so I feel like during college it really like never even bubbled up in my mind that much which is kind of crazy to think about as well but maybe like alcohol helped I don't know Um, (laughs) but then after college moving to New York being in New York was starting like that's where I was like, oh, you like you can be this person and be who you want to be. And that's actually cool. Like it's cool to be different. It's cool to be weird. It's cool to be gay. Mm-hmm. And I was still dating girls after college. But um, like there was always just something missing. Like there was always like something like, oh, I'm traveling the next few weeks. I won't have time for that. Or like, oh, she like some excuse, even if the girl was perfect. Like there was always something. Um so then I remember I used to get really drunk and switch my gender preferences on like Tinder and Bumble and then just like swipe on guys, but I would never actually act on it until 2016, December. I went to Puerto Rico with a few of my work friends at the time and it was like 4 a.m. one night and I switched my gender preferences on Tinder and I met up with a local on the beach. I won't go into more detail than that, but 
I just remember after that was the first time I ever interacted with a guy like sexually. And I was like, whoa, like that was different. That felt like on one hand, it felt very wrong. On the other hand, it felt very right. It was almost like angel and devil. Mm-hmm. But I knew in the back of my mind, I was like, this like actually it's like I've never felt like it was like ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, light bulb. Exactly. But I think that that part of my brain that was still saying like, no, you're straight. This is what your life is going to be. That was still kind of like tugging on the other end. Like, Jordan, this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. So after that, um, I wasn't really acting on it too often um, until maybe like 2018, I would say, when I downloaded a certain gay app that I won't go into much detail about. But then I started, I guess, acting on it a bit more Mm -hmm. and acting on it more. And I was still dating girls, but acting on it more. And honestly, it's kind of like when we started seeing each other and i know we've never really talked about this but like i was in the beginning like i was still like hooking up with guys like when we were still in like the very beginning stages when we weren't like exclusive yet um and i just remember in my mind i'm like jordan like what the hell are you doing (laughs) finally you found like this beautiful amazing jewish girl which is like your dream your parents dream (laughs) she works for hinge that's so cool she's this content creator like um And then the other part of me was like something just like this part where I'm hooking up with guys and getting with guys like this feels good. It's like that's fulfilling something that I wasn't. Yes, exactly. And at this point, did anybody know? No one. So you're just you're doing all this. You're keeping it to yourself. I am literally I literally lived a double life since 2016. Literally Hannah Montana. Yes. Wow. Crazy. So was I dating Miley or Hannah? (laughs) You were dating. mm, Hannah, because Hannah's like the yeah. fake one. Miley's wow. Miley's Guys, like I the dated Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> My dreams come true. I know, I know. Um, but yeah. And then after we stopped dating, and that's I started really acting on it more, I would say. Because when we broke up, then I was like, okay, I don't have to feel bad about well. My in my mind I felt bad because I was like, I'm not gay. I still thought at this point, and I would tell guys, like, no, I'm straight. I'm just experimenting, which, by the way, and I think we can get into a whole part about this, but I'm a very firm believer that if you feel it, just, like, act on it Mm because you never know and you only live once, but that's besides the point. Um, But I started acting on it more, and I was still telling myself that I was straight, that I would end up with a girl, that I was just experimenting. But I think in the back of my mind, it was starting to kind of come up more like, no, like Jordan, this actually is what feels good to you. Like, don't back away from this. Um, and then after COVID moving to Brooklyn, for some reason, like moving to Brooklyn, like classic Brooklyn, just like shifted my mindset, like Williamsburg, like all these hot, like gay guys. I was like, ah, this is great. <laughs> um, and living there, I think really opened my eyes. My lease was up in December and a few months before that I was, I kept thinking about it. Like I need to try something new. And I think it was my subconscious telling me that I needed to escape my like Michigan, New York, like Northeast Jew bubble that I just been in for so long. And listen, I love my Jew bubble. I love my friends, literally nothing negative to say, but it was a bit suffocating. I feel like it just wasn't allowing me to like fully embrace and accept and kind of discover like who I really was. So I think in the back of my mind, when my lease was about to be up in Miami, I sorry, when my lease was about to be up in Brooklyn, I was like, I need to do something different. I need to escape this bubble. I'm going to move to Miami. So I moved to Miami by myself. I had a few friends there, but like I was really doing this by myself. I was really doing it for me. And I think it was in Miami. That's where I like fully accepted like this is who I am. I like men. I am gay. Um, like I, I found a boyfriend in Miami, my first boyfriend, I was just very free and open and it just felt good. Um, and I know I'm rambling a lot, but Miami, when I got back from Miami, I had just broken up with my boyfriends, like the day before I got back home and I was moving back in with my parents. And just to, to keep up. Most people in your life did not know that you were dating this guy? No one in my life knew. Okay. And I am, well, 
I am like a I'm an open book. I typically have no filter. Obviously, there was like a major filter on this whole part of my life. Um, but like, it really hurt not being able to talk about this when my parents would call and be like, how was your weekend? And like, I literally had spent all weekend doing like activities with this guy that I was dating. And I couldn't just tell them like what I was doing. And they after I actually came out, they were like, we knew that you weren't telling us something like you weren't calling as much. You were always holding something back. Like my family and friends, they all said like something was up. But when I got back from Miami and I was moving back in with my parents, I really struggled. I was just going through a breakup. I couldn't talk to anyone about the breakup. My parents were like, why are you so mopey? Like, we know that you like just got home and you're not in Miami anymore. And it's like cold in Pennsylvania. But like, just like be happy to be around us. And I just wanted to scream like, it's not you guys. I'm going through a breakup and it sucks. And I'm gay, but I, I can't tell anyone. And it was just it was really, really difficult. And I think it was at that point where I started to be like, OK, I need to. I know at this point I'm gay. I need to make some changes and start telling people. Yeah, because you are so close, like, with your parents and, yeah. and your brothers and your friends. So I just, I can imagine, like, you felt so isolated, but, like, wanted to tell people, but you were, like, holding yourself back from it. Like, I just, I can imagine that just being a really, like, scary and isolating experience. Exactly. And there were a lot of friends who... Like, they'll say now, they're like, we knew. Like, I had two <laughs> two of my best girlfriends visited me in Miami, and they, like, this whole plan to, like, help me come out. And they, like, bets, like, if he comes out, we're going to give him this. And, oh, my God. And they, like, they would, like, send me, like, texts and say things that were just, like, trying to, like, kind of yeah. push me to eventually do it. I didn't do it, but you girls know who you are <laughs> if you're watching. I love that. Um, but it was the few weeks after Miami. I was visiting New York. I was, like, making excuses to visit New York for, like, work and I was literally like staying with guys in New York and like, but still not telling people. And then the weekend that I came out, that was like the big pivotal weekend. Like a lot. That's when like things really just fell into place one after the other. Um, should I go into detail about that go weekend? Into detail about okay. that weekend. So I, so I, I was, I'm, I was still living with my parents and I still kind of am. I'm kind of nomading right now. Um, City prices are too expensive. That's a whole different story. But so I went up to New York. I was planning. I literally got a hotel room with a guy Wednesday. Um, then Thursday, my team at work, we were hosting this big influencer event. We have big influencer events like every few weeks. They're honestly incredible. But it was a pride event because this was during pride. And I remember going to the event and just being like, whoa. Like, this feels amazing. Like, this is such an incredible community. It was just, I just like a very, like, my mind, like, really was just shifting. Like, I, I just remember standing there, like, I just want to scream right now. Like, I'm gay. I'm like, in this amazing community, I can see myself here. So why can't I just say it? And I, it's funny. I remember I was with, like, one of my friends who's, like, a pseudo-influencer. Um, and he was like going around introducing me to people and being like, oh yeah, like this is my straight friend, Jordan. Like, oh, I know he's straight, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I remember turning to him at one point he's not like one of my close friends by any means, but I remember turning to him and being like, how good are you at keeping a secret? Cause I literally felt it bubbling up so much at that point that I'm like, I need to You're tell like, someone. Exactly. <laughs> and he goes, honestly, I'm terrible at keeping secrets. I was like, oh, never mind. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but that event was amazing. The next night, I went to see Rufus Soul at Forest Hill Stadium. And Rufus is literally just like my favorite artist ever. And I remember being at that concert and their music really gets me. And I was literally just at the concert like, oh, my God, like, give me all these. Like, just <laughs> it was just, like so vibey. I was literally like, I love that. Like, sometimes music just really also shifts my mindset. So that was like another kind of trigger. Mm -hmm. The next day woke up me, my little brother and his best friend had this like incredible car ride down the shore. We're like blasting music, just like going crazy. So just like still so much happiness in my mind and just like emotions. Then I get down the shore and it's one of my best friends, surprise engagement parties, like literally one of my best friends in the entire world. And we, um, we rented out this bar and it was just like the most incredible, happiest night. And I saw how much love that she has with her now fiance and thinking like, this is like what I aspire to have. And I started being like, but I aspire to have this with a guy and I need to just, you know, so we took over a bar that night. We just like went crazy. 
so many emotions, so much happiness. And I remember that night, one of my best friends, we went out to the pier and we were just like staring at the stars. And I was like, you know what, Sammy? Um, Like we literally only live once and life is so short and we just need to like learn how to be our true authentic selves. Like any bullshit, we just need to push out of the way. And I was getting like very emotional with her and I knew she knew, like I wanted to say it that like, I really wanted to say it, but it wasn't the time yet. Wasn't the time yet. Um, So the next day woke up just overflow of like actual hangover, emotional hangover. My, my mind is just like going crazy. And I was texting my friends like, guys, I'm just feeling so vulnerable today. I'm in such a sensitive (laughs) mood. Like something's going to happen. And then I was also texting some like gay guys who I've become friends with Mm -hmm. and kind of like getting their support which I really appreciate. Like I needed someone to talk to and I'm, I wasn't like seeing a therapist. So I needed someone to like be able to talk to about this. I couldn't talk to my parents, couldn't talk to my friends. So at least I had these gay guys who I became friends with to kind of talk some of this stuff out. And then it was 5 PM beautiful day. My parents were sitting out on the front porch of my short house, just outside. And I walk outside. I took a really deep breath and I was like, guys, I need to tell you something. And they both like put their Kindles down, look over And I remember I just start like violently shaking. Like I sit down and I literally start like violently shaking, like vibrating, legitimately having a panic attack. My mom comes over. She's like doing breathing exercise. Like, it's okay, breathe whenever you're ready. Like they knew. And I kind of blacked out those. it It literally took me 30 minutes to actually come out of my mouth. But there are two things that I said. The first, this is the hardest shit I've ever had to do in my entire life. And the second is you guys know what I'm about to say, right? To which they said, we know what you're going to say. Whenever you're ready, we're here for you. I'm like going to cry. Yeah, it was very, oh. I'm getting chill. I'm like getting teary thinking about it because it was like something on one hand, I'll never forget. On the other hand, it felt like a blur and I kind of blacked it out. But, yeah. and then they're like, whenever you're ready. So finally, like as I'm shaking, my mom's doing breathing exercises with me. They're both just like staring at me. I take a really big deep breath in and I'm like, I like guys. <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, okay. They were like, my mom's like, I know. And we're here for you. And, you know, we embraced my mom, classic mom, like crying. We're like crying together, crying in each other's arms. And I'm like, okay, so ask me questions. (laughs) And they're like, hold on. Like, this is a lot to process. Like, let's just, you know, sit and talk about it. But it was very nice, extremely emotional, obviously. My parents, again, thank the Lord. Like, they're just such supportive, incredible people who I'm very fortunate to have. Um, but I remember after that, I made 40 FaceTimes. Like there was no, at that point, right when I, that was like ripping the bandaid off. It was like the floodgates floodgates open. Yeah. Literally. Like I exploded the dam. The Mississippi river was flowing everywhere. Oh my God. And I just started FaceTiming everyone and every FaceTime got easier and easier. And it it was like the funniest, best night, day, week, like, yeah, ever. It's like when girls FaceTime their friends, like, I got engaged. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, just going one to the next. <laughs> that was literally me. Yeah. Some of the reactions also were priceless, but it was it was just like a very surreal experience. And again, I know I keep saying this, but just looking back and even thinking now, like how happy I am, how fortunate I am, and just so many people don't get this. Yeah. So I'm just, every time, I'm just like very grateful. Did you ever talk to like the guy you were dating or any other guys you were dating about like, about wanting to come out or not knowing when, like what were your conversations about your sexuality and your openness or closed offness about it? Like with them? Yeah. I think starting maybe sometime up until maybe mid last year, it was very much. It's funny. I kind of like kept switching my mindset as I was discovering more and more like what I actually liked. So Mm -hmm. at first it was, I'm straight, but I'm experimenting. And it was exclusively like that for years. And the guys would be like, okay, like he's just figuring it out. And then I remember I transitioned to more of like a, I think I might be like bi curious. Then it was, I think I might be bisexual. And then I think Miami is really when it fully clicked that like I am gay, or at least like I'm gay enough where I can say I'm gay. Um, And have a boyfriend. And have a boyfriend, exactly. And it's funny with the boyfriend, I didn't actually admit i had a boyfriend until we broke up i remember looking at him we were sitting down our last night together i looked at him i was like wait were we boyfriends this whole time and he literally was like 
I've been waiting three months oh for you to finally God. admit that. Oh. Yeah, it was very cute. And he was great about it. Um, but it, I think it took until I was literally hanging out with a guy every single night and like doing very boyfriendy things where I finally admitted that like I feel a serious emotional. I'm able to feel a serious emotional connection to another guy as opposed to just girls. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is my life. And yeah, this is my life. It is. Here we are. Here we are. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. I know you've talked about it with all your friends and family, but just different to like be getting it out and recapping like all of it. Exactly. For all of the public to hear. <laughs> we have some questions, a bunch of listener questions about your dating life, about your journey. So um, the first one is, uh, what have been the differences between dating on Hinge versus Grinder? Oh, God. <laughs> so I will say... I only switched my gender on Hinge three weeks ago. Okay. So like I'm brand new to gay Hinge. And I think the day after I came out, I literally just like flipped the switch. And you know this from working there probably, but my algorithm was like just off. I was still getting girls. I was getting guys. So I'm like, why am I getting like, these aren't guys I necessarily should be matching with. So I deleted Hinge, redownloaded it, redid yeah. my entire profile. So I haven't had too much experience with Hinge yet. I have experience like talking on Hinge which is way different than talking on Grindr. Grindr is much more, uh, I'll say it's less about dating. It's more just like, I hate to say like more in and out kind of stuff. So it's like Hinge versus Tinder in a way. Yes, kind of. But even Tinder in the gay world, apparently, which I don't even use Tinder, is more like Hinge. Grindr is... Interesting. Grindr is like you're able to see the guys who are closest to you. Yeah. Yeah. Hinge is much more like, hey, like, how's your weekend going? Blah, blah, blah. Whereas... Get a little small talk in. Yeah. 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 And Grinder, like, uh, you know, I'm not going to meet up with a guy without small talk and talking to them, but. Yeah, yeah. except for in Puerto Rico. Well, that was Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. What about just the way, like, guys versus girls communicate when it comes to dating or being on a dating app? How has that been different? That is actually way different. I found that guys are way less about playing games, way more straightforward, which I really appreciate, way more direct. Girls. Like, I remember even when I was dating you, I was like, when should I text her next? And this and this. I don't even think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. But that also just might be a me being more confident kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like way more straightforward. If they're not into you, they'll say it. It's I think it's a little easier. to. That's <laughs> awesome. I know. I mean, that sounds amazing. Yeah. 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 That sounds like what everybody wants. What are some challenges that you've faced at any point in your journey that people might not necessarily expect? challenges I face that people might not necessarily expect. I really think for me, it was just, well, keeping it a secret. Yeah. I am literally like the biggest open book. Obviously up until this point, there was like a major part of that chapter that was like the epilogue that was like locked off that I wasn't showing people. But besides that, I'm typically just like the most open, honest person, not being able to share this huge part of me killed me yeah um like literally killed me to the point where the day i came out i i've had i have sleeping problems and the past few years i've had like pretty bad sleeping problems and i always just blamed it on work like oh i'm stressed with work blah 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 the day i came out i slept like a baby oh my god my sleeping has gotten so much better it's literally just like a huge veil and a huge weight has been lifted and like a blanket of anxiety that i didn't know what the cause of that anxiety was yeah. has now been lifted which is crazy because I literally didn't know that being in the closet was my anxiety, but it was. Wow. Well, yeah. are you still sleeping well? I still have some sleeping problems. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still taking my melatonin. Well, oh my God, I can't not bring this up, but that reminds me of, so I have a history of having sleeping problems. And at one point I um, was prescribed Ambien. Yep. You know where I'm going with this? I think so. <laughs> the most embarrassing thing I've oh, ever done in my entire life, you guys. I so I would take Ambien and I would fully black out mm -hmm. and then I would pass out. Mm -hmm. But like, I mean, I would take it when I was like in my bed already. We've all been there. But I don't know why. I have no idea in the world why this happened. But, you know, those like animojis where you could be either like yourself or a giraffe or a fish or a monkey, whatever they were. I <laughs> <laughs> took Ambien. Don't remember doing this, but I sent Jordan a series of videos of me talking as these different animals and i remember the first or like the the most embarrassing one i think we had just talking about like talking about or talking about is no, that a not word? a word nope talked about 
or sp- let's say spoke about. Spoken about. I'm, I'm like so embarrassed I can't speak. Um, <laughs> spoken about either truffle something or we had truffle pasta or something. And I sent this is after like a th- our third date. I sent him a video of me as like a monkey or a tiger saying like, I just want us to eat truffles together forever. Oh, yeah. In like, like a weird voice. It wasn't just that. You sent and like. And then I sent like 10 more. Uh-huh. I, do you still, did you do those? I'm, I, they're there. We're not finding them. Okay. We're not, I'm, we're not finding them. Good times. Maybe I'll post one on Instagram. Maybe. You maybe. Should. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know why I would subject myself to that, but who knows? I subject myself to a lot. Yep. Um, but yeah, I stopped taking Ambien after that. I didn't want to subject any other guy to those. Makes sense. <laughs> but the fact that you kept talking to me after that, I was like, wow, he really. Well, honestly, like. like I'm weird. I appreciate weird people. And that was definition of weird. I oh loved God, it. Are you kidding? So fucking weird. Literally like mortifying. When I, I woke up the next morning and I saw that there were like 10 of them there and all different characters. And I wanted to die. I loved it. I didn't listen to them until I had a friend listen to them at first and like tell me how bad they were. And then I asked you how bad they were. And you were like, not terrible. Just don't listen to like the fourth one. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I remember one, it was something like, I just want to lay here and do XXX forever or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah, yep. she's not going to like, like forever this. together. Yeah. Like literally after three dates. Yep. Okay. Next question. Um, okay. I hear, this is actually one of my questions that I wrote down in the listener questions box. Mm-hmm. Um, but I often hear like, there's a lot of stigma around like being someone's first boyfriend, or if you're, you've come out as gay and you're like being someone's first girlfriend, have you experienced that, like, somebody not wanting... I know you mentioned, like, you had a boyfriend, but, like, somebody not wanting to, like, train you or you not wanting to, you know, be somebody's first, like, dip into the world of, like, gay dating? Like, have you experienced or seen any of that? It's funny. It's actually kind of the... At least what I found, it's kind of the opposite in gay world. I feel like gay guys are actually very much, like helpful and like come on down yeah exactly and like i want to help you discover who you are and if like a gay guy helps like a closeted guy come out i feel like that's like a a win it's like you just help them live their truth i love that yeah Yeah. so honestly like guys have been very supportive throughout my journey and even when i'm like oh i'm straight but i'm experimenting even though probably clearly bullshit like they were very supportive because every gay guy has had to go through some sort of journey yeah might not be my kind of journey, but some sort of journey where they eventually have to say the words like I am gay or I am bi or whatever it may be. And that's right. very difficult. Yeah. So it's something that like does connect you all and you all want exactly. to like support each other. Somebody asked, what about your relationship with me helped you figure out your sexuality, if anything? Yeah. So I feel like you were in my mind, like what the ideal girl I should end up with is you were Jewish from a great family from Westchester, New York. You had a great job. You were funny. You were smart. You were very pretty. And it just, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Not to to toot your own horn, but. You know, guys, it's me. I'm amazing. But like everything should have just fallen into place. And there literally wasn't a reason why I wanted to break up with, like there wasn't anything that you did. Like truly it was Mm -hmm. a me, not you situation. So I think like, I finally found this girl who I thought like fit the mold of what I thought and my parents thought like the girl I should end up with. And because you didn't fit that mold, even though you did fit that mold, that was like very telling to me and kind of helped push me a little bit further into like admitting it Mm -hmm. to myself, if that makes sense. Just there was like something missing, but there shouldn't have been anything missing. And I remember replaying my head like, what is it that's missing? What is it? And now... Now we know. Well, figure it out. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so interesting because it's like you also in the back of your mind could have like just chalked it up to like, oh, well, this most of this relationship situation, whatever has been virtual. Like we're not actually in person. Like we haven't seen each other. Like it, our this whole thing is over FaceTime. But like you also took it upon yourself to be like, no, like I know it's not because of those things. And exactly. It's like something deeper than that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What did you want to hear, if anything, from ex-girlfriends or girls you dated in the past after coming out? My favorite question to ask, did you know? Or, <laughs> or You were so excited to ask me that. <laughs> or did you have suspicions? And it's funny, like, I'll have people say to me, like, would you take offense if, like, I said I knew? I'm like, no, I'm out. I don't care. Like, tell me, tell me all your suspicions. Yeah. So I guess that would be my main question. Like, did you have suspicions? I did not yeah. at all. 
Um, and I know you asked like when we were texting, you were like, did like, what were your friends? Like, were they like, Oh my God, we knew. Mm -hmm. And no, honestly, only two of my friends who, um, one of them you had met when you came and met my parents and stuff. Um, she and her sister were like my world. I mean, she's one of my best friends, but like they were like my world in our monk during the pandemic. And they both brought up like, Oh, like maybe he's gay. Just, and I thought they were trying to make me feel better. But like, it was like, we were racking our brains trying to figure out like what happened. Mm -hmm. And so like, they offered that as a, an option of like, well, maybe that's what happened. But I never thought that. And I was like, well, like he does like to like sing just like Broadway show tunes with his parents uh, every night he at his dance. house. Like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe like he can dance, he can sing, like he can do these things. But I was like, no, like that to me, that doesn't automatically equal gay. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's always my favorite question to ask. Yeah. That's really funny. What advice do you have for the best and most supportive way to react if a friend or family member comes out to you? I mean, be supportive. Like, literally just be there for them. Um, cause it is when someone says that to you, that's like a big thing to take in, especially if you have had no idea. And I guess we're like blindsided by it, but mm -hmm. just be supportive and be there. Like it's very, I can't literally the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life was literally saying the words. So just like be there for them and ask questions. And I think that's literally all I can say. Just like be a good friend, be a good family member. Everyone is different and respect that and just be there i don't I know that. no that's perfect i yeah. love that do you have a type now if so what is it uh, <laughs> if you were to ask my friends they would say that i'm attracted to myself <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny no i mean honestly it's i like i don't want to come off shallow or anything but i like like scruffy keeps in shape i like smart guys sense of humor I don't know. Normal things, I guess. <laughs> yourself. You're into yourself. <laughs> and clones of you. Mm. No I will say the one guy that I sent you, I think fits that. Okay. But, <laughs> but who knows? Um, but like, if you, I remember I went to Pride a few weekends ago and I was looking around and I turned, I'm like, why? Everyone who's coupled off just like they look like each other. And they're like, oh yeah, that's like normal in gay world. No way. That's yeah. so funny. That's like the whole concept of like siblings are dating, but yeah. twins are dating. <laughs> exactly. But like skin color, all that stuff, like doesn't matter yeah. if you're a good person and totally, you know. Yeah. If you're Jewish and you're tall and you're scruffy and <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> you'll be right for Jordan. Um, how to shoot your shot on a guy. Be forward, but not too forward in a creepy way. Because there are guys out there, which many gay guys can attest to that are too forward which is unattractive. So don't do that. But at the same time, like, be forward, if that even makes sense. Be forward, but don't be aggressive. Yeah. yeah. And I think that goes for anyone. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the same gay, straight. Like, even you, I remember when we first started talking, like, you followed up with me on Hinge, and I was like, I like that she is, like, being insistent. Like, well, that was attractive I to followed me. up with you. We went on a date in October, and it was a great date, and then we just, like, talked the next day, and then ne neither of us ever texted each other again. And then in January, I was sitting on the couch with Kerwin and she was like, whatever happened to Jordan? And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, you should text him. And I was like, I'm going to text him. Exactly. And like, it literally, we had not spoken in like three and a half months. And I was like, so time for a second date. And it worked. Well, it worked. kind of worked. It worked to, to a point. Till it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, it, it, you know what? It, it gave me something to do during quarantine. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. This is a question, I guess, for there are some questions that are kind of directed at me. Um, and or you, uh, why do we always assume we're the problem when we have no evidence for this and how to stop? Um, mm, go on. That's tough. Cause I mean, that kind of goes back to what I was saying in the beginning where I spent so much time trying to figure out like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Like, where did I go wrong? And the reality is obviously the reality is in this situation, like it, it literally was not me. It was you. And you didn't need to focus on yourself and, and everything that you said was true. But regardless of that, it's like, we're so quick to blame ourselves. And in most situations, there honestly isn't anyone to blame. Like, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't your fault. It just wasn't the right fit. That's that's literally it. Like, you can't be soulmates with every single person on earth because then what's the point of dating? And right. dating sucks and it's a journey, but it's it can't always be you. Sometimes it's just most of the time it's just not a fit. Yeah. And you'll find your fit eventually. Everyone has a fit. Yeah. 
exactly. And it's like, it's okay for something to not work out. And it doesn't mean that you did something wrong. Doesn't mean they did something wrong. Doesn't mean you have to hate yourself or hate the other person. But like, I just think it's, it's easier to blame ourselves. Totally. Which sucks. Totally. That's it. Guys, girls, doesn't matter. If someone's like breaking up with you, it's much easier to say it was me. Yeah. Um, Okay. Someone asked, did you ever have any idea that he could be gay? We talked about this. Nope. Uh, Surprise. (laughs) Guys, you don't understand. Like, I wish I had recorded like my reaction when I saw that post. I was like, like my jaw was on the floor. Surprise, but like, oh my God, I'm so happy for him kind of way. Yeah. I also... It was like an extra coming out party. Yeah, <laughs> but it was perfect. It was, perfect. it was so you. Yeah, it was, it was very so me. perfect. Yeah. Um, someone asked it, Alana, did you take it personally or negatively in any way when you saw he came out? Literally not at all. Um, I feel like if anything, it made you feel. If anything, it was like affirming to me, reassuring, like, okay, you know what? The first time I just decided to tell myself, like, no, I actually didn't do anything wrong. Like, I was right. Yep. And that is something that I think like everyone could learn from. Totally. Um yeah no no negativity i was so excited to text you yeah like that was so fun that actually like was a really great yeah yeah i actually think my parents knew it was you too were they like was that a lot of from hitch oh my (laughs) god i think that's what happened yeah like because i texted you and then you responded like instantly and then we were having like a conversation at 500 miles an hour Uh and i was like i can't keep up there's so many things being said like i this is too much my thoughts are changing every second i just like face yep i mean you were the last girl i ever dated so yeah Yep. Is there anything that I have not asked you about that you want to mention? Anything you haven't asked me about that I would like to mention? No, I mean, again, this is still like pretty, I'm literally, what, three weeks into coming out. So I'm still like the journey's kind of just beginning, you know? So I don't know. Maybe ask me in a year, two years, 10 we'll have years. you back. There you go. We can do a, in, a follow In 10 up. years of seeing other people still around. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. it will be. But yeah, I mean, to anyone listening who's like struggling or anything like it's a journey take your time don't push it and just accept that you know maybe you're different maybe this is who you are so don't fight it you know we're 2022 like be supportive be supportive be yourself yeah be yourself i love it jordan thank you so much for being here this is so much fun thank you for being down to do this (laughs) so much of course are you kidding i was like fuck yeah guys i want the set okay like the second i texted him i was like i really want to ask but like i'm not going to come on too strong right now we haven't spoken in two years like let's like reestablish some form of a friendship first and then like a few days later i was like by the way and literally his immediate reaction was like all of my friends knew you were gonna ask me literally i was about to say my friends like one of their first reactions was when is alana from hinge gonna reach out to ask you to go on her podcast I, so i was waiting for it well i'm happy you did uh, so am i seriously thank you so much and, you. and i'm so happy for you and so proud of you thank you appreciate thank you. it amazing to everyone who listened please 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 send this to your group chat or to a friend who you think would benefit from hearing it especially if you know there's a friend who has not yet come out to their whole world maybe they've come out to you or maybe you have some suspicions and you want to help nudge them along yeah. um share it on your story but seriously like send it to a friend who you think would benefit from hearing it and if anyone comes out to you like jordan said like just be so supportive and loving and and be there for them and thank you so much for tuning into this episode if you have not yet given a five-star rating on spotify please do if you haven't given a five-star rating and review on apple it would mean the world to me and make sure you're following along on instagram and all the places and i'll see you guys next time thank you mads i am obsessed with our brand pillars you mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!